0: Holy One, at the foot of the cross, we confess our violence, our desire to make others carry our suffering. Forgive us. At the foot of the cross, we confess our fear, our illusion of our unworthiness, our anxiety to justify ourselves rather than to love. Forgive us. At the foot of the cross, we confess our self-centeredness, that other people become means or obstacles to our ends instead of people sacred and beloved. We hurt and we judge, we exploit and we dehumanize. We think that we or others are unworthy. We betray your love in us, And we, we crucify, forgive us. At the foot of the cross, we behold this mystery. That broken as we are, we are sacred and beloved. And you, you cherish us. In our darkest violence, you forgive us. In our deepest shame, you give yourself to us. At the foot of the cross give us the gift of sorrow bless us that we may know our brokenness that we may receive your presence that we may accept your forgiveness that we may be transformed by your love at the foot of the cross we pray for those whom we have hurt and we pray for those who have hurt us. We ask and receive forgiveness of all. We seek only to trust, only to love, only to heal and be healed. At the foot of the cross, may we die to our fear, our self-centeredness, our separation from others and from you. Take our broken and bewildered lives and give us new ones. Lives of grace, lives of love, lives of mercy and tenderness. At the foot of the cross, O gentle God, may we die with Christ, that you may raise us up in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, Stone Village. I hope this message finds all of you well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. Our reading on this Good Friday is from Luke chapter 23, verses 26 through 56. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among them were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed then they will begin to say to the mountains fall on us and to the hills cover us for if they do this when the wood is green what will happen when it is dry two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him when they came to the place that is called the skull they crucified jesus there with the criminals one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Holy one, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him saying, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one the soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine and saying if you are the king of the jews save yourself there was also an inscription over him this is the king of the jews one of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying are you not the messiah save yourself and us but the other rebuked him saying Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise it was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon while the sun's light faded and the curtain of the temple was torn into then jesus crying with a loud voice said god into your hands i commend my spirit having said this he breathed his last when the centurion saw what had taken place he praised god and said Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, through a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took Jesus down, wrapped him in a linen cloth, and laid his body in a rock hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed. And they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. He was arrested, tied up, interrogated, tortured, and executed. The cross is always a story of suffering and death. How is it that something as brutal as this has become the centerpiece of our faith? There is something about this story that is both attractive and repulsive, compelling and embarrassing. We find glory in the cross And yet we denounce such violence when it happens in the world today. So why is this story of suffering and death at the heart of our faith? Some say Jesus suffered and died because we are horrible beings. I disagree. I believe Jesus suffered and died because we suffer and die. Who among us here today has not known suffering, loss, sorrow? Who here has not wept and felt powerless at the suffering and loss of another? Who here has not in some way been touched and affected by death? The cross is not exclusive to Jesus. It's your story, and it's my story. It's the story of Ukraine, Latin America, Africa, the United States, and the Middle East, all nations. It's the story of Jews, Muslims, Christians, people of faith, and people of no faith. It's the story of those we love and those we hate. It's the story of those we know and those we will never meet. It's the human story, and the cross stands in the middle of the story. How do you make sense of the cross? What do you do with the world's suffering? How do you understand your own suffering? What explanations do you have for the tragedies of this life? What do you say when someone asks you about her or his suffering? This is where I continually get stuck, both as a chaplain and as a pastor. Perhaps we all do. I have no easy or sufficient explanations, do you? The only thing I have is a God who suffers, which is why I believe we cling to and find glory in the cross of Christ. Honestly, it is all we have. Jesus is never more real, more human, more identified with us than when he is on the cross. It's not at his birth or in his teaching and preaching or the miracles he performs or even at his resurrection. It's on the cross. It's in his suffering and dying. It's in our suffering and dying. Almost Everyone ran away from Jesus' cross on that first Good Friday. And I don't believe it's because they were weak or unfaithful people. But because the cross of our life is just too damn painful. We want to get away from it. We want to find something good in the horrific. We want to explain away the suffering. We want to make sense of that which makes no sense. We cannot, however, get around the cross of suffering and death. We can only go through it. Today does not offer us easy answers to escape from our sufferings. In fact, More than any other day in the church year, today holds our sufferings before us. I don't like it. And I also don't want to face my sufferings. I suspect you don't either. But there in the middle of our lives stands the cross. What is your story of suffering and loss? When was a time you thought your heart couldn't break any more than it already had? Who are the loved ones you've lost? What is the pain which never goes away? When has your world come to an end? When have you cried in the day and had no answer from God? What suffering do you bring with you today? I wish I had an answer, an easy explanation to offer you, but I have none. I wish I could make sense of suffering for you as well as for myself. But, I cannot. Jesus does not take us down from our cross. Instead, he gets up on the cross with us. That's it. That is all I have to offer you. And that is all I know about this day. And I believe it with all that I am and all that I have. Jesus does not take us down from our cross. Instead, he gets up on the cross with us and he shares our grief and our losses our sufferings and our sorrows. And somehow beyond my knowing, his presence and his love for each one of us carries us through our sufferings and deaths to God's promise of new life. It did yesterday, it will today, it will tomorrow. And that's what I believe is good about this particular Friday. Of course, it doesn't make the day any easier or more acceptable. And it doesn't lessen our losses. But it's all we have. It's the faithfulness of God to God's people in life and in death to stand beside us and offer us assurance we are never alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you. I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. bear witness to the love of God. So those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. Um, as a reminder, Easter Eve unplugged worship is at 7 p.m. on Saturday. And Easter Sunday worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye.